couple of weeks taper is going to help your body calm down a little bit let the niggles go away if you have any in your legs recharge ready for the main event that you've got coming up I love that taper period you know because it just tells you that the hard work is done but the hardest work is just around the corner especially yeah. when you're aiming to get a personal best and the glamour of taper for me is it's a good time to reflect on your journey Welcome to the Runspire podcast. My name is Matthew Walters and I am the founder of Runspire. Runspire is an online running community dedicated to inspiring others. Please do check us out on Instagram and on Facebook. In each episode, I will be joined by co-host Ben Butterworth. We will be joined by another guest every now and then. Each episode will be based on a different subject with the aim of having a fun but educational conversation. We will not be taking ourselves too serious and hope we can have a laugh along the way. I hope you enjoy the Run Spire podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Run Spire podcast, um, all about running jargon. And I'm joined by Ben Butterworth. Um, how are you doing, bud? Yeah, good, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad at all. Yeah, so we're back to talk about running jargon again. Yeah, it took us a little while to get this one done. Yeah, definitely. You know, the um, world's starting to have a better level of normality. And uh, yeah, we've both been run ragged with work, so it's been a while, hasn't it, mate? Yeah, definitely. Getting back to work's made it a bit harder to do a lot of stuff we had the freedom to do during lockdown. Yeah, definitely. Was reaping the rewards of lockdown. Now it's um, back to the old routine. But yeah, I just um, want to um, talk about you, mate. I know that there's been some bad news in regards to your ultra. If you want to tell us about that. Yeah, that's been cancelled now. Um, kind of expected, but at the same time, it's still it's still hard to kind of come to realisation all that training. It hasn't gone down the pan, but it's for nothing, kind of. I've gained yeah. fitness, but there's no outcome. There's no final race to enjoy and has it changed your method of training since you discovered it was cancelled yeah I, I was in two minds of whether to run the distance anyway for i say for fun obviously 100k isn't for fun but um i kind of decided right i'm just going to concentrate on a race later on in the year which is going to be a half marathon so i'll be changing my training and doing a lot more in, intensity work and you know short shorter runs um and focus on that now yeah yeah, that's wicked, mate. And, you know, um, it's, you know, unfortunate, isn't it? You know, I think it's just a um, simple case that majority of races are going to be cancelled or rescheduled um, for probably the remainder of 2020. Is there any half marathons that you've had a look at on the calendar that you provisionally want to enter later on in the year? Yeah, I mean, I'd be surprised if many, especially the big, big ones go ahead. We've got to be a little bit hopeful that some of the smaller ones, you know, local smaller ones that have a few hundred people maybe go ahead, but who knows. Um, but yeah, there's my local one that I was I got planned in in September, the end of September. So yeah, my local Swindon half marathon, which hopefully goes ahead, but who knows. Yeah, let's hope so, you know, and um, I, I think I'm like, sort of resigned to the fact that New York marathon, although it's still going ahead, probably won't do. 
so yeah um, for me it's just going back to the drawing board and you know I know it's been a while since we last spoke but you know um, since we last did the podcast I've been running naked recently which is something that we will talk about um, yeah <laughs> ultimately I've gone back to running naked as that, uh, that that's the reason why I got introduced to running so I've not logged any runs for the past three and a half weeks or so wow that's that's actually quite impressive I don't know how you've done that oh, I'd actually be crying right now I need to know I need to know what I'm doing I know and initially it was quite difficult for me not running with my Garmin or recording any of my runs but yeah it's that sense of freedom however I will disclose that I had to log a run a few days ago because I entered a virtual 10k race so yeah I had to prove that I ran 10k and yeah. set this um, screenshot of my 10k run but other than that it's just been um, great to embrace running for you know what it is which is just getting out of the door and moving and not worrying about how quickly you are but yeah I'm, I'm with you you know I can imagine that a lot of people especially when you start recording your runs you find it difficult not to do that yeah I think it's kind of like it's a habit it does become a habit that I don't know if I could ever go out without my watch just because it's it's such a habit now but I'd imagine like for you now it's starting to become a habit not wearing it and it probably takes a little bit of pressure away oh it does and I I feel like a libertine and you know I'm not too fussed about my pace but I think when you become more experienced at running you sort of gauge what pace you're running at similar to like when you drive a car you know you become an experienced driver and you sort of know what 30 miles per hour is. I mean, I'd love to run 30 miles per hour. That's a, you know, virtually super speed. But, um, you know, um, I think you get a feel of what your pace is like. Yeah, definitely. Because you, you, can, you, you can go off how you feel. Obviously, different days, different paces feel different. But, um, yeah, you can. You can definitely, definitely judge it a bit more. I imagine, like, you you're saying that you've been able to judge it a bit better. And I probably most people would if they did stop wearing their watch. Yeah, and I've got, I've got to that point now. Um, so, literally for me, I just look at a route, plan it out and run it and not worry about my pace. And, you know, it's, it's, it's got to that stage where it's a good feeling and it's the feeling of um, freedom, not worrying about your watch vibrating or updating you about what your pace is like. Oh, that's it. You think that's how running started? People didn't have watches and stuff like that to record their runs and their routes and their pace back in the day. So... It's kind of taking it back to that. Yeah, straight back to the old school. And, you know, um, just moving on, you know, I know that running at the moment, you know, we're going through the midst of a heat wave. And, you know, mate, it's glorious sunshine, but, you know, it's dangerous, isn't it? If you don't feel your body properly and you're heading out of the door, you've not got the back to 30 on, big trouble. Yeah, I mean, I'm terrible. I, I mean, I'm good. I'm good at hydrating myself, but I don't like running with water unless it's a longer run. But when it gets to this sort of heat, definitely need, gonna have to start taking some water out. Um, and I'm terrible as well because I don't ever put sun cream on, which is a big no-no. You should definitely do it. Yeah, well, you know, I'm like um, lucky that you know, um, you know, I tend to get away without wearing sun cream, which is good. But it, this, this moves us on nicely to the sponsor of the podcast because they're all about keeping your heads protected 100 percent. so um yeah 
Fractal are the sponsor of the podcast and they are an Australian-based company that produce uh, premium performance headwear and is worn all over the world. Um, Fractal believes that running goes deeper than just beating the clock. Uh, and I am personally an ambassador for Fractal. And we've recently just got some run spy caps, which one is on your way right now, Ben. I don't think you've got it yet, have you? Oh, mate, I don't know if you can see this, but right here I've got Oh no! Dad, so I think it's the fractal. It's, it's going to be it. Headwear, yeah. Um, Makes it a um, good day to put it on my head. Oh, definitely. But um, yeah. So obviously, fractal sponsor the podcast. So if you do want to purchase a fractal hat, you can get a ten percent discount code uh, using Runspire in capitals. And um, yeah, that's all for the people listening to the podcast. Yeah, thank you very much for Fractal for supporting the podcast. Really good. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, so shall we do this, mate? Shall we um, go right back into where we um, last left off? I think we are. Uh, yeah, let's do this. Right yeah, so starting off is um, marathon. So, in terms of running jargon, marathon, I know that a lot of people who are runners will know what that is. But, you know, um, it's a run that is 26.2 miles long. Or for you data geeks, it's 42 kilometers. <laughs> yeah and um just um, touching on the word marathon are you aware of its origins no i'm gonna right. say, i might but i don't want to look stupid so i'm going to just going to say no well this can be a little bit of education for everyone listening including yourself matt so you know um it's um actually named after a greek soldier who was a messenger who ran from the battlefield of marathon to Athens to announce victory in the Battle of Marathon. Um, allegedly, it was a 26-mile route from Marathon to Athens, and I've actually read in the past that he ran the whole distance without stopping, which is a bit mad. Yeah, I de- yeah, I'd, ha- I'd heard of that before, but I don't want to get it wrong. But um, yeah, that is crazy, like if that's the first person to ever kind of do something like that it's, yeah it's, it's pretty mad it is mad and it occurred at around um 490 bc so you know i'm like sort of take that with a large pinch of salt because if he did run that distance without stopping i want to know how he fueled his body because that's mad especially during a you know um battle you know you think right i'm just going to um, send a message here and run 26 miles to let everybody know that we've won. And how do people know that he actually didn't stop? Oh, I don't know, but... Uh, oh, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a bit of a mad one because it's like, you know, um, I, I, I like um, reading up on it again this morning before we started recording. And apparently he ran 150 kilometres in total, you know, which um, I think you could get away with just making up yeah folklore especially like 490 bc so you know it's mad you know it's um he might have only run 2.2 miles we don't know yeah but you know um that marathon it's um something that's embedded i personally feel in most runners minds where they at least once think can i do a marathon yeah definitely you know even if you know you don't want to necessarily do it you're always going to think about it because it's kind of it's that you know, you do get that dogma of if, you, if you've if you not done a marathon, you're not a real runner. 
which is definitely not the case, but obviously it does make a lot of people think about doing a marathon. Yeah, and it's, um, I think it's difficult to avoid knowing what a marathon's all about. You know, for me, like my earliest memories of running was having the TV on and watching the London Marathon. Yeah, I mean, it's just, that is the ultimate motivator right there watching London Marathon if you if you thought about doing a marathon and then you watch that on telly you're going to do a marathon definitely and in terms of marathons if you could do any one around the world which one would it be um you know I don't really know I don't it's not that I don't care it's just I don't mind it doesn't it's obviously New York you know you're you're supposed to be doing it that'd be incredible London obviously Boston, but yeah, I don't mind, honestly. Yourself? Oh gosh, you know, um, I'm quite similar to you. I, I, I think I would happily do most marathons if it meant discovering a new city in the process. However, one that I'm thankful for being cancelled because I was um, penciled in to do it. Um, I actually won a place for it, it was um, Edinburgh Marathon, and I just heard that it's so hilly, so... I'm sort of glad that's being cancelled. That was due to take place in September. It's being cancelled now, yeah. I'm not surprised. But um, that that's sort of... It's not really a race you go to run. No, it's not a run. It's not a race you go to race. That's what I'm trying yeah. to say. You're not going to go and try and chase a PB, are you? Oh, definitely not, no. And if you do, you're insane. But no, I mean, um, I think we've pretty much wrapped up with... Uh, yeah, we, yeah, you we know, talked a lot about that. Coming up next, you know, talking about marathons, you you can go on to mental demons, which you know is that little voice in your head telling you you can't do it, but you know you know you can, but that little voice is just saying no, 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 and it happens in marathons. It happens in you, know, you go out for a three mile run on your own in a training run, and it, it, that voice can pop up sometimes. Oh, I've done that, you know, um, even in part runs, you know, um, it's a battle between your physical and mental state where your mind is telling you what to let myself in for and your legs are arguing with your head saying you can do it and your head's like, no, you can't. It's just a continuous argument for some time during the race. Yeah, it's actually it's so annoying as well because it, it, it's, it's funny how it can just come and go. You know, you can get a little bit of motivation halfway through a race or a run or whatever. And then next thing you know, that little head, that little voice in your head saying, nah, nah, give up, give up, it'd be easier. Yeah, but my, my, my mental um, demons um, tend to kick in um, primarily during 10Ks. It's sort of like two, three kilometres in and just thinking this is hard work. Then it sort of subsides. You know, you find your niche and then around eight kilometres in, you're like thinking the struggle is real. Then yeah. Come the finish line, you're like, whoa, that was the best thing ever. Can I do it all over again? That's that's the thing with 10Ks, because you do, you know, you're going out quick. There's no, you know, like a 5K, you know it's going to be over quickly. In a half marathon, you can ease into a pace. But there, you've got, right, 10K, I need to go quick, and I need to maintain that. And it actually does hurt. But like you say, that, the mental demons come in often, don't they? Come and go quite often. Oh, definitely, and it, it, it doesn't matter whether it's a race or it's just a casual run. I mean, even taking today, for example, you know, I'm resigned to the fact that, you know, I won't run because it's going to get to about 27, 28 degrees, um, up here in Manchester anyway, and 
You know, I don't know if you had any of those mental demons kicking in when you went out this morning for a run. Um, pretty much from the beginning, mate. I woke up, I was tired, it was hot, and I was just like, I was supposed to do 10 miles, but my head was just telling me not to do it. So I headed out with the plan to kind of do 10, but I decided to do four because I was, I was literally sweating within two miles. Yeah. And like a little voice was saying, no. Yeah, it's, it's a normal feeling though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like moving on to negative splits. So that's when you run the second half of a race faster than the first. Is this something you ever do, Matt? Um, not on purpose. <laughs> I'm not, I don't, listen, I'm not great here. I don't really plan my races. I just go and wing it. How about you? Yeah, um, unintentionally. I have done it, usually during half marathons, but I, I just put that down to me finding a good momentum. feels like my body's become accustomed to a certain pace and it's starting to feel comfortable. But yeah, um, I, I've, done, I've not done it all the time. I mean, it, it can be terrible where, you know, I probably call this a positive split, you know, even during 10Ks, because it's hard just to, you know, um, keep to a certain pace for six miles, especially a quicker pace. You know, it can unravel and just, turn to absolute shit but yeah i find that half marathons tend to be where i find a negative split yeah yeah half marathons sort of one because like, like we were saying a minute ago 5k's 10k's you're going out the block straight away but a, t- a half marathon you you are a bit more reserved and then you're more likely to get that negative split completely agree and what have we got up next mate uh what were we talking about this just before we started which is a naked run um which is, you know, where you run without your watch or any other techie sort of device. It is not running naked, if anyone thought that. Um, I'm sure people do that, but I do not. I'm sure uh, yeah. as well. You you are. An event in the UK where... There's I was literally UK. just thinking that as you said it. Oh, mate, you know, I've just uh, got this mental image of, you know, just things wobbling around and flapping about. Yeah, I don't know whether... I don't know where I'd like to be stood when all this is happening. No, it's definitely got to be social distance, even if social distancing isn't a thing. We're going to have to try and find this race. And I kind of want to go watch it now just to see if it's a real thing. Yeah, if anyone listening knows of a naked run, an actual event, if they can put us in a direction. Not for me and Matt to take part in it or even observe what's going on, but I just want to know if it's a thing. I, I don't know. I would go watch just to see what's happening. Yeah, but no, um, and naked running, you know, I know we've um, talked about that and it's something that I've done in the last few weeks or so. And for me, if I were to describe a naked run or, you know, um, what I tend to call it is um, running free is where you just go into any run, carte blanche, you're not worried about your pace or even the distance. You know, you're just getting out and I know that it would cause all sorts of anxiety for those data geeks or anyone <laughs> specifically for a PB. But going in blind on a naked run for me is why I fell in love with running in the first place. It was just a simple case of getting out and the sole purpose of being able to move my body and taking all my surroundings without any distractions of technology. Yeah, it's like you said about falling in love with running. It 
I'd imagine a lot of people started off without using a phone, a watch, or whatever. So it's kind of like going back to the basics. And I always yeah. think, like, could you class a naked run as, you know, let's say you use your watch or your phone, but then don't upload it to Strava, don't upload it so anyone can see. I mean, could you class that as a naked run? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't think I would do because um, you're sort of still relying on yeah. your... Unless you was... Unless you covered your watch. Yeah, you know, you could do that, but... um. I don't know. You tell me when you first went into got into running. Did you ever just go out of the door and you know not even have any distance in mind? You thought I'm just gonna go out and do a snappy run and see how it feels. I think no. I was terrible. I always used structure straight off the bat. Like I had a I had a route that I would run and I didn't have a watch. I didn't take my phone with me. But I'd like press the stopwatch start before yeah. I went out the door and then press it press stop when I get back in and then I'll do that a few days later maybe see if I was any quicker maybe this could be a little bit of homework for you Matt where you know I tell you that you've got to go out for a naked run and the only thing that you're actually uploading is a post on Instagram to tell everybody how it feels and just be completely honest about it the um, pros and cons uh, I'm actually a bit scared about doing that but why not I should give it yeah. a go uh, I'm looking forward to that, and, and you know, um, I'm, I'm I'm quite intrigued to see if you feel but quite liberated like I've done, especially in the last couple of weeks or so. I've become accustomed to naked running now, and it's just that freedom where you're just going out for you know the pure love of running and appreciating movement in its finest form. Yeah, especially during these times as well. You got you definitely got to appreciate what you are able to do. You know, running is so simple to people like me and you, but to so many other people, they can't, they physically can't do it and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, just got to appreciate it. Yeah, but I'll look out for that pulse, mate. But what do I write? I can't really say, oh, I've done a nice four miles today because <laughs> I wouldn't know. I was going to have to say I went out and ran. All right. Um, how about if you go out for a naked run, but you plan the route so you know what the route is and you sort of can compare it to the same route that you previously ran, but actually yeah. recorded on Garmin. Yeah, yeah, I might do it. I'll do a little, I've got, there's a little loop I can try and do. Yeah, looking forward to that. I'm nervous, but yeah, moving on, moving on, if you want to tell us what's next. Yeah, so it's PB or PR, which is acronym for personal best or personal record, which is when you beat your current time at, you know, a certain distance. You know, whether it's three miles, six miles, you know, all the way up to, you know, M26.2. Which is why we run, right? Yeah, definitely. You know, <laughs> one of the many reasons. And, um, I've not really hit any personal best recently. You know, um, motivation has been lacking. Um, but, I, you know, um, I, I think, you know, I could even include naked running as a personal best because, you know, it's yeah. what I've done in the past. I think you've hit nail on the head there. It's not, I know times are important, but personal best could be running for longer, running, doing a certain route that's easier, or like you said, naked running. It's not all about the time. Yeah, I think the only um, other PBs I've been hitting recently is cleaning my house in record time. Yeah. <laughs> recording Change, changing the bed sheets. All right, here we go. Oh, mate, that's mundane. I'd, I'd, I'd rather run a... Um, a 10k at full pelt and change my bed sheets as much as it's such a like 
nice feeling when you pick yeah. it all on. Oh gosh, you know, um, it's just a hard feat. It's like the Krypton factor. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. I had it the other week. I, I think it was a few days after I'd done my 50k run on on the weekend, and we were painting. And I just don't really like painting. I was doing the stair wall, so it's quite a high wall to do. And yeah. I just said to my missus, like, I, I'd much rather run 50k right now. Yeah, yeah, it's just mundane, isn't it? But that's oh, what yeah. we immerse in the running world. And what have we got coming up next? I mean, 99% of you should know what Park Run is. But for those that haven't heard of it, it's a free weekly 5k that is timed uh, at I mean, it's all over the UK now. It's all over the world as well. But, you know, you, you'll easily find one near you at a local park or whatever. So, yeah, we, you know you know what it is. You've been there, done that. Yeah, and I think with Park Run, you get a good taste of community spirit. And you can also see a different side to your local park. Yeah. They, they've just, um, just before we hit lockdown, actually, I think it was towards the end of last year, they... Uh, made a new park run near me and it's somewhere I haven't really been around even though it's only just like down the co- around the corner for me because it's like on fields but it's nice to see a different sort of area that I wouldn't yeah. have gone to before yeah it is. there's um something that um, I'd be quite intrigued at doing um I don't know if you've heard of um people talk about park run roulette I've heard of it yeah yeah so you just put a load of like names of like local park runs even further afield in the hat and just pull one out and whatever you know um name a part when you pull out of the hat you've got to do you know i think that's a great way of um you know even discovering new places or places locally that you've never actually gone to those parks nearby to because there's parks all, all over uh, manchester you know that i've not been to so yeah it's definitely something i'd be intrigued and want to get into yeah i mean it's worth doing it sounds like fun it's all, like you say it's, it's a chance to go visit somewhere you haven't visited before yeah. So yeah, moving on. What have we got next? We've Pacer. Got Pacer, yeah. So you want to tell everyone about that? Um, yeah. So it's basically someone you know at a race. I think they do it at a park one as well, don't they? Where um, they're you know they'll have a big badge on or something. But I don't know what you call it, a flag, and they're a marker for a certain pace. So like a marathon, you'll have a three-hour marathon runner. A, a, 315 three and a half or even at half marathons they do it at 10ks as well and it gives you the opportunity to stick with a certain person who's running at a certain pace to get a certain time so it allows you the more of an opportunity to get a pb if you're chasing a certain time or yeah yeah and um, man i don't know about you but i think i find it such a big task a hard task to do being a pacer you know you've got to get your um you know, pace, like, really specific. But I've I, I, I found that, you know, when I ran alongside a pacer or caught up to a pacer, that it's usually spot on. You know, if they say that, you know, um, you know, if it's a 10K and you want to do it in 50 minutes, it tends to be bang on around 50 minutes or, you know, like within a few seconds of it. So, you know, I think that's such an incredulous task to do and you've just got to be spot on. Yeah, no, they... I think a lot of them are very experienced, aren't they? And they're very good at what they do. I've only done, I've never volunteered to pace anywhere, but I've paced friends. And it's quite an interesting thing to do because I was like constantly looking at my watch. But yeah, if you if you was at a race and you wanted to get a certain time and the pace is there, 
they also have like quite a big group of people around them as well obviously trying to get that sort of time so it's really motivational oh yeah and um i i, I don't I'm I'm just wondering if there's any paces who've actually not hit a specific time and people have ended up missing PBs. I, I would imagine so, especially in the marathon distance. They say if you do have a three-hour pace, I mean that three hours is pretty quick. Yeah, it's not it's not easy to do, even if you're an experienced runner. If you, if that pacer has an off day, you're not going to hit the time. That would be a massive grievance for any runner, wouldn't it? Like, you know, if, if they become reliant on a pacer, yeah, past the uh, finish post, and it's like, well, I didn't get a PB here, I would rely on you, mate. I'd be expecting a fight after. I'd actually run off straight away. Nah, sorry. No. Uh, me. Yeah. But now I think pacers are great, you know, when it comes to galvanising you. And for me, you know, um, they can motivate you to pick up your pace if you see them in the distance. And, you know, there's been a couple of times where I've done that and in the process of actually hit a bigger PB that, you know, initially was unintentional, you know, and just before the race. Yeah, definitely motivated, mate. And like you said, it, it gives you that little bit of a push if they're in front of you. It makes you go even even faster than you were going. Yeah, mate. Next, we've got Running Bug. You want to tell everyone about that? Yeah. Um so it's like the best grow online social running community on the internet in i can't speak right now let me say that again the best growing online social running community on the internet full of runners waiting to offer support and advice um a website run by runners for running yeah and um we've also got the running bug where you full-on committed to running or a running wanker, as some call it. Yeah. Would you say that you have got the running bug and it's stayed with you? Um, yeah, definitely. Ever since my first race. Yeah, I, I echo those thoughts. And I just want to know, you know, if there was a running bug starter pack, what would it consist of? Doing a race. That, as soon as you finish across the line. Yeah, I'm actually going to make a running bug starter pack, but... You, you know, do it. Yeah, for me, it's, it's like subscription to Runner's World, three or four-inch shorts, and a Garmin. Yeah, yeah. Are you going to um, send them out for free, yeah? Yeah, man. And also, a running bug starter pack definitely got to be, just thought of this, um, is a space in your cupboard where you put all your gels and your running supplements. yeah. Yeah, oh, I've got like one shelf in one of my um, cupboards where it's just full of gels and you know like protein bars and supplements, hydration tablets. It's it's mad how like quickly it all builds up. You buy a pack of gels, you're like, right, I better better buy some more. Next thing you know, you've got hundred gels in your cupboard. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I better get some more before I run out of them. And you know, like before you know it, you're having to like try and like shovel loads of them down your throat because it's like netter and best before date. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, moving on to reps, if you'd like to. Yeah, reps, simple one, this. Um, another word for repeats, hill reps, intervals, number of times that you repeat that um, same thing within a session, you know, just like reps in a gym, you know, um, you know, with like exercises. And, you know, for me with reps, like the more reps you do, you know, um, is quite beneficial. You'll become fitter faster. 
but at the same time, you've got to be conscious of how many reps you do because that can lead to injury. Yeah, you do have to, you know, watch your pace, um, watch how how you do these sort of sessions. But yeah, definitely great sessions to do, and um, really beneficial. And if you don't do them, it's definitely worth googling and putting them into your into your um, training. Which we could that could move us on to the next one, uh, runners high because. I'm always buzzing after an interval session or, uh, you know, or reps or repeats or whatever. Um, and runner's high is running releases the endorphins that make us happy uh, even after a little run. But, you know, after an interval run, I'm, I'm absolutely buzzing. So um, even a feeling after a long run, it's an amazing feeling. Uh, but yeah, it's just runner's high. I mean, you've obviously experienced it before. Yeah, all the time. Like runner's high for me is, you know, um, just brings the biggest like Cheshire Cat grin on my face. I think part of it, if I'm honest, is being thankful that the run's over and you can sit down and chill. But also on the flip side, you've achieved something massive. You know, um, I think that you achieve something massive after every run. You know, even if it's just um, a snappy like one mile run, you just get out the door, do a mile as quickly as you can. You get that runner's high every single time for me. And I always actually regret not going out for a run if I've planned the run and not gone out for it you know I don't get that run as high and you know it's um you, you do get those feelings of regret and you know what I say to everyone is you know um you never regret regret any run that you go out and do now obviously everyone has like bad runs and stuff but that doesn't mean you should regret it but like you said even going out and doing a mile you do get them endorphins you do feel buzzed don't you Oh, and you just feel so much better afterwards. And like you said, it's a, I like that feeling of finishing and eating straight away. Oh, That's definitely. my runner's high right there. Yeah, or in my case, you know, when I'm a beer, especially on a day like today, you know, um, and, you know, um, I don't know, do you like that when you did the Manchester Marathon last year? Because it ended up being quite warm, didn't it? And yeah. getting a beer afterwards, you know, um, as much as, as, as difficult as it was, trying to drink it because you just, absolutely um knacker you just want to have a sit down you know it's just such a good feeling it's like a reward got a medal got a beer yeah oh yeah it's such a good feeling I, I remember walking to a pub around the corner from the finish line uh, you might even know what it was to be fair but um can't remember the name of it and i just remember sitting down and just having that sip of that first pint it was just oh, oh hey, yeah um, i had that run as high but for me you know um i had my daughter who was at the um finish line you know, which was such a good feeling. And even though I like just ran 26 miles and the last five miles was just so difficult, you know, she ended up saying to me, oh, daddy, my um, legs are tired. And <laughs> I ended up putting her up on my shoulders. Oh, and walked no. 15 minutes or so to a car park where my car was. Oh, mate, you know, um, I, I don't know how, how I managed that. <laughs> you know, no, that is that's well, impressive. Yeah, I, I, I just ran 26 miles. How much more is my body capable of? Oh, I'll just put my own five-year-old daughter on my back and just carry her for a quarter of an hour. I would have just made a walk, mate. Yeah, definitely where I run as high when I got back to the car. <laughs> or back down. All them dolphins gone. Definitely. And up next, we've got rice. Not rice, as in long-grain rice or pillow rice. But it's um, rice um, effectively means... Um, Ah, so the R in rice is rest and ice is just ice. So, you know, it's um, just um, what you tend to do. 
um, when you um, you know bring down any inflammation by putting any um, ice um, on parts of the body. Um, for me, you know, it tends to be my shins where I get inflammation. You know, and um, such a good feeling, and um, you know, it's something that a GP or even a physio would advise you to do. Oh, you know, have you done rice? You know, so they're not talking about eating rice; they're actually talking about bringing down that inflammation and helping your body repair and, you know, um, just um, good feeling for me. I don't know if it's something that you tend to do where you um, put an ice pack on any parts of your body after a run. Yeah, every now and then, yeah, it feels good, especially if I've got a... You can feel it. You can feel that inflammation in your body sometimes. So, like you mentioned shins, I done, I done that a few weeks ago and it just felt amazing. Yeah, definitely. And what have we got up next? Next, we have got runch. Um, which always cracks me up. It just, it just sounds funny, doesn't it? Runch. Yeah. Um, the runners, obviously, you know, busy working day, um, don't have time to go out before or after, so they go out for a run on their lunch. Um, you know, maybe go grab a sandwich or, or whatever. But yeah, a little little runch run. Runch yeah, run. yeah no, sounds right. We've got um, you know, um, running commute. So you know, if you aren't able to get a run in on your lunch, you've got a busy day. Um, more and more people I'm finding are um, doing a run commute to work, you know, um, running to work in the morning, then in the evening running back home from work. So it's um, a good um, way of getting those miles in. Yeah, I see a lot of people doing that. The only thing I always think of is like, I'm hoping they got a shower at work because they're going to be smelly all yeah. day, especially in this heat. Oh, mate, yeah. I just wouldn't like to be sat next to that person. No, not all. I used to ride my bike to work a few years back, and it was nice in the summer because it's warm, but then you get to work and you just start sweating. It's horrible. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, I've 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 never done that, but, you know, I've always been um, quite fortunate to have a shower at work wherever I've been working. Yeah. I've I've never actually done a lunch run. It's something I've never experienced. Now, what about yourself? No, nor have I. Um, I don't really have the opportunity to do it at work. Um, but even at the weekends, I wouldn't necessarily do it. I like to get out in the mornings. I, I call it a munch, a morning run. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I, what, what I, do, um, I do um, um, brunch as well. You know, um, So that's something that I do with my own run crew to start it up. So we yeah. call it Sunday brunch where I head out for five, six miles and then afterwards usually get a little bit of food in our bellies yeah it's nice to do though because you've got that enjoyment of running with people and then you've got the enjoyment of actually like sitting down chatting with them maybe a bit of food yeah and i've actually seen that um a lot of companies it's i've come across it on social media but there's companies who have actually set up run groups where they do go out on a lunch run and i think it's a you know really good way of um getting people who you know even out from running backgrounds to get out on the lunch hour and make the most of it and get moving yeah, definitely. It's, it's a good idea. And if companies are trying to make this happen, it's definitely something to get involved in because it's only positive. Yeah, 100%. And up next, we've got splits, which is pretty much the time it took to run each mile or each kilometre. Now, um, it's for those data geeks. And um, you know, for me, I know I've done it in the past and I will do it in the future, going for even splits where, you know, like, for example, I try and get, you know, a five-minute kilometre across the run. You know, is that something that you aim to do, Matt? Yeah, I love getting a, like, I love getting a bit of consistency in my in my splits and stuff. 
Um, but I'm not very good at it. <laughs> no, I'm not the best. I, you know, um, I can go out with good intentions and depending on how I'm feeling, you know, if my body's fatigued or I'm tired, you know, um, the first few kilometres, you know, like you get those even splits and, you know, also got, got to take into consideration, haven't you, you know, whether you feel properly, you know, even the temperature outside or even like what the route um, you've got planned, you know, um, because if you've got um, some hills in there, you ain't going to get them splits. No, especially with hills, yeah, you ain't going to get even splits. But it's nice to be consistent, but it's still, yeah, it's not the end of the world. I know a lot of people get caught up in that sort of thing, but it's not the end of the world. But it just it just looks nice, doesn't it, on Strava, when you get it nice and even. Yeah, yeah it makes it like a nicer looking graph. Yeah. Uh, moving on to strides, which is another form of uh, speed play. Um, they can be incorporated into your run a speed work, you know, after an easy run, you could do four, six, eight strides, which is about, you know, 20 to 30 seconds or 100 meters. Um, and basically you kind of accelerate from, you know, standing still to pretty f- as fast as you can, 95% pace and then slow back down again. Um, so, yeah, really, really beneficial for, you know, your running economy and form and stuff like that. Is it something that you do in your training? Yeah, I do now and again. Um, I won't lie, you know, um, I sort of like go with flow a lot of the time, but, you know, I am um, quite mindful sometimes, you know, I do tend to try and get some strides in at the end of a planned run. And it's just um, a good way of adding, you know, um, a little bit more distance into that planned run for the day. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's um, also real good to do, you know, I do them before a race or before I do an interval session to get my body warmed up and ready for hitting like a big sort of... um, yeah, fast pace. Yeah, I, I just want to say to you, Matt, um, that you delivered that in such a articulate way, talking about strides. Did I? Yeah, yeah you're actually um, making us sound like we um, know what we're talking about. Oh, mate, I just definitely made that up. I've got, what I've got written down is definitely not what I said. Yeah, but that was beautiful, mate. I could have oh, good. repeat over and over. I'll, I'll listen to that later and just, you know, <laughs> get, get, get them running endorphins out because I'll be buzzing. Yeah, definitely. And next we've got Scott. <laughs> I don't think either of us has um, actually heard of this. I hadn't. The running jargon. No, I hadn't. I, I, I mean, for those who don't know what a skirt is, it's a running skirt with hidden shorts underneath that obviously women wear. Men, if you want to wear them, that's absolutely fine. Not for me personally. But um, yeah, it cracked me up when I see it. A skirt. It makes sense. Yeah, I think it'd be um, quite good, you know, especially in hot weather. And I think I've actually got the legs for it. You know, um, I'm sure that um, some people would agree with me. But um, yeah, I think my legs would look terrific in a skirt. If I buy you a skirt, would you wear it on a run? Yeah, 100%. You know, I know that I've took a little bit of time out from social media, but that would be the comeback. That'd be the comeback of all time, that would be. Yeah, yeah. However, you know... um, you know, I will hold you to account. If you do a naked run, you've got to post that. If you do that, I will um, post a photograph with my luscious legs. And if anyone listening, because I'm probably going to forget about this after, but if anyone's listening and don't see this on social media that follows us both, then um, get in touch and let us know and make yeah. us do it. Could do a um, crowdfunding campaign. Yeah. A run spire branded Scott. Yeah. Oh. Ooh. Yeah, I'll leave, I'll leave that to you. I think you could actually um, sell um, a handful of those. What to you? No, to the community. <laughs> I think um, yeah, it would look good. I mean, those um, fractal run spire caps just 
yeah, they are naughty. Odd time. Yeah, they are naughty. Yes, yeah, so, right, let's let's move on then. Let's move on because I'm getting excited about sports. Um, <laughs> a support crew. Uh, I don't know if you want to go on that one because you do love a good support crew. Yeah, you know, um, it's something that I absolutely love. You know, um, support crews are, you know, it could just be one person, but it tends to be a group of people who support a runner or a crew during an event by bringing them food, water when they need it, spare clothes, you know, really good at ultras or even um, trail runs. But, you know, that support crew could be um, just um, a group of people at an event cheering a runner or even all runners on, you know, and um, it's a massive thing for me. You know, it's the best form of motivation when you see a support crew, um, you know, especially when it's people you care about and rub shoulders with, who are just cheering you on, you know, and it's just um, gives you that immediate surge of happiness and adrenaline that flows through your body when you see people who you know, who are chanting your name. Yeah, like you said, when you see people, you know, you know, it's just an incredible, um, it's an incredible feeling. But even the strangers, just, it, I know they're not classed as a support group, but you kind of could, class them as a support crew especially on like the ultras and stuff like that when they are at the old aid stations because they really make you feel good and make you feel motivated to to crack on yeah and you know it's just such a beautiful thing it's that sort of like a wave of energy um i don't know if you saw it um manchester marathon i know that they do um, some very really similar uh, london marathon uh, run dem crew yeah and they do um it's a support crew but it's not just for run dem crew and that's what I believe is so good about running. You don't just cheer on whatever club vest is running by, who you like. You know, it's about cheering on 100% of people who are taking part. And Run Them Crew do um, something at Mile 21, which is called Cheer Dem. You know, and um, they, do some, uh, they did something similar at Manchester Marathon, a uh, running crew called Stillwater's Run Deep. And, you know, it's all about, you know, just um, injecting those positive vibes, you know, um, out into you know um, that that um, race course, you know it doesn't matter who it is, you know everyone's taking part, and I think it's important to actually support them, even if it's a stranger. Yeah, I think that's a great idea, and I, I've seen bits and bobs of, of them doing it, which is is awesome. And I think something we should do with Runspire when races start back up again, especially with the amount of new members we got. There's plenty of people around the UK to get to races to um, support support the events. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, support crews, you know, they're just, you know, the the best thing about a race, you know, especially when you see them with um, placards with people's names on, yeah. or massive flags. You know, I um, when I'd done Race to the Stones 50k last year, I, um, I, there's this, I don't know if some people might know what I'm talking about here, but basically it's a massive long straight. You kind of come back on yourself and then round and a long straight and you can see the finish line i can't remember how long it is it could be about half a mile maybe a little bit less but um i remember going down it and, and i could see my girlfriend and her parents at the end and i literally sprang for my life um i think i got a crown actually for the fastest ever finish which i was quite excited about but i was i was running faster at that point and i had the entire race because i knew my girlfriend was at the end so it does really motivate you yeah, just a shame that you actually never got a physical crown. You know, like when someone wins I'm a Celebrity, that would have been awesome. Especially oh, could you imagine? Yeah, I, I, would, cool. I would take crowns over medals any day. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Imagine a well, nice well, little crown. Uh, yeah, let's yeah, move on. Um, taper. Um, so, you know, you've got a 16-week plan. It's the last two to three weeks where... 
you reduce your mileage, um, maybe keep a little bit of intensity there, but just to let your legs get kind of back to normal because you're going to be tired after all that training. So, um, yeah, a couple of weeks taper is going to help your body calm down a little bit, let them niggles go away if you have any in your legs, recharge, ready for the main event that you've got coming up. I love that taper period, you know, because it just tells you that the hard work is done, but the hardest work is just around the corner, especially yeah. when you're aiming to get a personal best. And the glamour of taper for me is it's a good time to reflect on your journey, what it's been like through training. And it's a short, like, burst of rest. So you've got that period of rest, you know, where you can think, right, you know, um, race day is just around the corner. And rip raring to go. Yeah, definitely, because you know, you've got to respect the journey you've been on. Um and like you said, it's just a nice couple of weeks to to look back and realise what you've achieved and you've got that race coming up, so you can really focus on that then. Yeah, I agree, mate. And up next we've got trails. So trails, it's the opposite to road running, typically running off road. When it comes to trail running, expect lots of hills, puddles, even puddles when there's been a period of sunny weather. For some reason, you always get a puddle on a trail run. But other things you can expect to see when you are trail running or at a trail event are sausage rolls, Snickers, pretty much any other chunky chocolate bar. Yeah, crisps. Bacon, bacon sandwich. Yeah, hydration packs. The best of reviews when you reach the top of any given hill that you've almost died running up. Yeah, but, literally. Yeah, trail running is massive for me. You know, it's the best way of discovering new places. And the yeah. view you get is just incredible. I agree, mate. You know, road running is great, but it can get a little bit boring. Um, you can With trails, you go explore new places. Like you said about the views. I, the views just change my mindset. Yeah. Completely. Uh, like, it's a strange thing to try and talk to tell someone if you've not been on trail run, it makes you feel such a certain way, doesn't it? Yeah. And with trails, every time I head off onto the beaten track, I always find a new route. And it's such a nice way of getting away from the hustle and bustle of the city or wherever you live. And, you know, I can find that sometimes it's quite tranquil because there's not as many people around and you're just getting away from that busy lifestyle. And that's such a, an amazing thing when it comes to trail running yeah because you can you could go out for like two three hours and see two three people yeah and not feel like you're judging yourself if you yeah. slow down to um, just a walk or you decide to sit down and shove a load, load of sweets in your mouth well, that's it yeah definitely there's no judgment from anyone so why would why should you be judging yourself yeah, it's just all about getting out there and changing the views around you. And, you know, it's such, you know, a good way of um, discovering new places. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just started laughing because I'm looking up, looking at what we got coming up next. And one's just cracked me up. So, um, sorry, I can't stop laughing now. Um, next, next, we've got Tempo. This isn't a funny one, but um, it's a run where you kind of increase your pace and endurance a little bit by doing, um, it's kind of like a structured speed session. 
you know, I do mine roughly 30 seconds slower than 5k pace over a desired distance. Um, it's a popular session for runners wanting to improve their overall running pace. I don't know if you incorporate into your training. But yeah, I love doing now and again, and um, they are bloody hard, but they are great to improve your engine. Yeah, definitely, definitely are. Um, and if you don't do them, definitely put them in your training. You, know, you don't have to do it weekly, every couple of weeks, three weeks. It's, it's what I like to say, comfortably uncomfortable pace. And it's always nice to mix it up as well, which I find that um, is something tempo run, running um, gives you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So up next we've got <laughs> toll box, which this is, is the one that's cracking me up. Is where your tolls live. Yeah, where you're, that's, I was just reading it and I was like, wow, the room in where your trainers, uh, where your toes live, just cracked me up. Yeah, who even um, thought you, of that? I'm, I'm not too sure. You know, um, <laughs> I, I don't know, but you know, um, I, I find you know it sort of makes sense, and you know, I know that you get some shoes that have got wider toll boxes. Yeah. You know, what, what one for me, which does help me because I've got oversized toes. Not, I've not got hobbit feet, but I tend to find that my toes are quite large. So that's why I started going to Ultra for my running shoes because they've got quite a wide toe box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I, I imagine you've got quite um, slender, you know, um, petite feet because you were night trainers primarily, don't you? And, yeah. Oh, it's, I, 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 I can't even get my feet properly in a pair of nags uh yeah no i've got quite like little slim feet little weird little yeah. i don't know princess feet should we call them yeah 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 slide into a glass slipper no problem yeah yeah whereas <laughs> yeah. i'm just like chunky flat from like head to toes you know if you part of me is chunky so yeah thank you very much ultra for taking into consideration people with hobbit feet and chunky feet <laughs> they, they they invented hobbit feet running Oh yeah, but you know, such a, such a good shoe as well. But yeah, um, I think it's quite important, you know, when it comes to a toe box, and you know, and whether you're a new or seasoned runner, is you make sure that the shoes are very comfortable and you have got enough room for your toes because our feet tend to swell anyway when we um, do run. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they do, especially in this sort of heat. And my obviously, I was just talking about nights. By the end of the run, my feet are just stuck in the shoe pretty much because they've swelled up. Proper crumpled up. And yeah. drum roll, last but not least, what have we got? We got VO2 Max. Um, so, well, VO2, I don't know why I said Max. Uh, it's what everyone calls it. Um, but yeah, VO2 is V equals volume, uh, O2 equals oxygen, and it's the volume of oxygen we utilize while running. Yeah, people, and um, people will love this, don't they, on, on Garmin? Oh, definitely. Not just Garmin, but, you know, you get those people who actually get a VO2 max test done. You know, it's something that I've been intrigued at the results for myself, you know, especially when it comes to measuring the maximum amount of oxygen that you can utilise. Yeah. So, you know, um, I, I would be intrigued, but I don't know if it would um, sort of, like, worry me, worry me as well. You know, if it's like, because it's sort of determining what your cardiovascular fitness and performance capacity is like. So, I don't know whether it'd worry me, you know, like yeah, Ben, you know, like, you're like proper run fit. You've just been winging it for the last few years while you've been away. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know whether you know there would be any benefit unless you were proper geeky about it all. Um, well, I definitely wouldn't go pay for it. No, no. Um, 
But if anyone's listening and wants to offer Matt a free VO2 max test, you know, um, just drop him a message and I'm sure he'd sort you out with a fractal cap in return. Yeah, I'll do that, yeah. One yeah. fractal cap. So, we've actually reached the end. I know there's probably loads more um, we could have talked about in regards to running jargon. You know, I've probably got um, a load of um, words and phrases left over. probably could do a um, clip of um, those um, words and phrases we could use again. But nice, it's been good, hasn't it, mate? Yeah, it's been good. Like you said, we probably could have done three, four episodes of this. But, um, yeah, it's gone well. Yeah, just... Um, quite concise and short hopefully it helps some people out hopefully it's um, put a smile on people's faces as well and yeah it's um, nice to get the podcast up and running again got a, um, another episode in the pipeline as well haven't we mate yeah got got um, a good, I, I won't give anything away but a good one coming up uh, it'd be interesting for a lot of people I think yeah I'm look, looking really forward to that so yeah I'm just going to keep my Cars close to my chest and keep my lips sealed. It's like it's really secretive. I like it. I like I like knowing stuff that people don't know. <laughs> yeah, just um, dangling that carrot in front of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listening. Um, for anyone listening, um, if you can hit subscribe, you know, um, if you love the tones of mine and Matt's voices, you know, I've not necessarily got a face for the radio. But yeah, if you like it, just um, drop a review and tell us what you think. Yeah, yeah, please do. Um, or if you want to hear about anything in particular, let us know. Drop us, leave a comment and yeah. Yeah, nice one, mate. So I'm cool. going to get off now. I'm going to lie yeah. in the garden. Enjoy. Next few hours and just let the sun hit me up. Cool. Thanks for joining me and um, it went well. Yeah, thanks for having me, mate. And you enjoy too, your mate. day. And you, mate. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Rice Bar Podcast and we hope you enjoyed listening. Like I said at the beginning, please do check us out on Instagram or Facebook. Also, please feel free to leave a comment on what you would like us to discuss on future episodes. Again, thank you for listening and thank you for your support.